Monday, July 18th, 8 p.m. This is episode 6 of Maelstrom Radio. Monday, July 18th, 8 p.m. This is episode 6 of Maelstrom Maelstrom Radio. Your hosts, Flex and Shinter. Hi everybody, this is Maelstrom Radio. I am your host, Flattis. And with me is Shin. Hey Shin, how's it going? Am I not coming through? Hello, have we lost Flattis? Did we lose me? No, what happened? Not sure there. Have some Discord issues tonight. Can you hear me now? Yes. I I do not know what happened. I can see I can see everything moving and then <sighs> always the way, isn't it? Can't have an episode without some technical glitches. Um, so, uh, we did it. We started it well. It's, <laughs> we did the thing. Man. I, I promise, uh, usually, uh, the rule is by episode, uh, after episode 10, everything's worked out in smooth running. Um, so, honestly, we're pretty much ahead of the game, because <laughs> sometimes outside forces stop us. <laughs> I've had just a few of those late recently. <sighs> Man, I'm telling you. Anyway, how how has your gaming week been, Shin? Uh, it's been kind of a, a busy week. I didn't manage to game a whole lot throughout the week, but uh, caught in some on the weekend, luckily. We uh, ran quite a bit of stuff on this weekend. How about uh, you? I know you were working on uh, different things. Didn't uh, quite get to the Aquapolis, though. No, I... I feel bad. Uh, as as you can see, I'm not my normal space. Um, yeah, I'm not in my normal space, and uh, so I'm not sure uh, if you guys can see, but I'm house sitting for uh, my uh, family member. So uh, I currently have my PC here. I prefer my house. 
a lot of less technical glitches when you're actually streaming from a place you're familiar with. So strange. Um, so, uh, so, um, man, I'm so thrown off now. <laughs> I was so hyped. I had the show all set up as I was going so well, and then got turned so instantly turned off. Uh, anyway, we have uh, we have news. I don't know what happened. It fell fell apart so quick. Uh, yeah, we have news today. Uh, not a lot of news on the uh, front of FFXID, but we do have some news, and it's worth talking about. Um, Final Fantasy XIV is expanding into uh, into more uh, Asian regions. Uh, this would be Singapore and Hong Kong. Uh, Hong Kong is not um, a part of the Chinese data center, so they will be joining us on our data center um, uh, as a I guess they're they're they speak. It's because they can. There's a English speaking po population there, so it's fine. It'll work out, I guess. So say hi. Make a new friend, I guess. Maybe. I'm down. I mean, welcome to Famfrit. <laughs> welcome to Gertie Gang. GG. I've start start to make friends all over the world. That's fine. And most likely due, uh, due to like time differences and everything, we may not see them on our time. So, I can see them hopping onto the uh, the Japanese server as well, or the ones more geographically closer, at least the population base. Server-wise, yeah, they probably will. I agree. Um, so uh, not much there. I think that's interesting. I think it's cool that there, you know this game continues to expand forward. Um, as we know, the more areas, the more people play, the bigger the game gets. The bigger the game gets, it soon rains, and we shall dethrone World Warcraft. <laughs> it looks like now we have North America, Europe, Japan, China, South Korea, Hong Kong, and Singapore. Yep. And, uh, and then China. Across has, all regions. Yeah, and then China has its own data center, especially. I, don't, I, I wonder, wonder if they have less like, than we do. I don't know. I kind of want to know what goes on there. <laughs> I want to see how how truly different it is. Because in like uh, other MMOs, they get they, they censor a lot. Um, like there's no skulls, or like they try to um, not show like anything that's dead exactly or demon, which is no super a lot. But you know, considering uh, a certain piece of content's coming out, <laughs> I wonder how that's gonna gonna work. More on that later. Uh, we also have another piece of news which I uh, I do want to talk about. Uh, so recently, uh, America just did its summer event uh, for Final Fantasy XIV, which ours was through Amazon. Um, and if you took part in it, you got a uh, white, ch uh, white fat chocobo. You got a uh, Lord of Crags mask, an Ifrit mask, a the Butler maid outfits, uh, prismatic wings for us. And is there anything else? Am I mi missing anything else out of our loot bag? Can't think of off, off the top of my head now. I think, think that was it. I think Japan got uh, had get, got to go to Seven Eleven and drink tasty refreshments and and uh, acquire the same items. And I think also they got MGP, which I'm kind of jelly because I would have uh, bought refreshments for MGP. 
Um, and and poor EU. Um, first of all, uh, we 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 uh, guest hosted on a, uh, a another podcast called Movie Go Around Radio. I'm sure you've heard of it. They've been around uh, a little bit longer than we have. Um, so uh, they uh, they were nice enough uh, to ask us on, and uh, we got to hang out with them and the lovely Luna Vox from uh, Phoenix Down Radio. And uh, we've talked a little bit about this with them and got their take on it, and uh, it sucks. <laughs> it is, like, for us, it was cool because, like, I got Ocarina of Time for my 3DS, or you can get a time card for Final Fantasy XIV. It was, you could have you just gotten something useful, and it was cool, and, or you could have gotten a taste of refreshment in Japan. But in, in this situation for the EU, if you've not seen it yet, is that you have to buy three magazines, <laughs> and... I know what you're thinking. It's like, oh, no big deal. It's just magazines. But it's three magazines of a, and according to Chili and Paul, um, that it's not a great magazine. It's like poorly written. It's not a super great uh, gaming magazine. So you have to buy all three copies. So that's three months of waiting to get all the items. And at the end of it, once you acquire all three magazines, you have to take a selfie, which... They have discussed that uh, that is not entirely true. Like, you have to somehow take a picture of three magazines and they'll send it to you, but you have to email them the picture. And some people are like, I don't want to take a selfie of myself holding three magazines and send it to somebody. And somebody was like, what about my kid? Yeah, it just it's, doesn't seem that great. Yeah, <laughs> send me photos and you get a white fat thing you can ride. That's fine. <laughs> That was better than earlier. Yeah. <laughs> was it? Experimental, well. com- experimental comedy mud. Ten minutes in. Listen, we took the show from it's crashing and burning into, oh dear God, he just said that. I don't think this is a record, though. Like, we are ten minutes in. Might be a record for the longest time we've gone, but... That's true. We, and by the way, Paul and Chili, uh, if we were... <laughs> We ruined your show because I'm pretty sure I said some things. <laughs> uh, when that uh, when that goes live, and I don't think it has gone live yet, um, go download that episode and move around. It was a blast. Um, they did a long form. They do a little bit longer form show than we do. So if you do like a, an hour and a half, hour, two hour show, they they did the thing. They did it. Um, as of right now, no, it is not up. So I would assume usually by the end of the week they'll have that up for you guys um so <laughs> i feel for the eu i'm sorry guys I, and i'm sure i know some of the eu peoples and friends have gotten theirs through the american and it's probably like the honestly probably the better way of doing it um you know maybe maybe this was due to brexit i don't know <laughs> something happened uh we could blame it on brexit if you want what about the rest? Uh, oh, well, they do... Uh, let's see. They get everything we get. They also get the MGP, which we didn't get. And they get fire uh, fireworks, which we didn't get. Oh, and Aetherite tickets, which... I think Japan got those as well, didn't they? Yeah, they did. We got we kind of did get a little snuffed, though. <laughs> we did, I mean, we got the easiest thing, because we only had to make one payment of $20 or more. Um... Yeah, you guys did. That didn't work as well if you're not from the U.S. here. No, you had to pay a premium. But I got my white fat thing that I get to ride. <laughs> Can't. I mean, 
Right, for 20 bucks. <laughs> it may be a cheap... A cheap deal. I don't know. So... Yeah. God, what happened? Started talking. Murica. Yeah, Don Donkatron chat. Murica. He said it. Murica. He gets it. So, um... I really do feel for this guy. <laughs> I feel so bad for him. All right. Um. Listen, we we're on the eve of probably one of the most anticipated patches or point five patches in in the history of this game. Um. I've never even on when we went on move around, like people were like, well, except Paul. <laughs> Paul was not so interested, but I know we are. <laughs> Um, I know so. Oh, and they're, they of course, are adding some uh, emotes uh, in 3.35. It's uh, true, yep. So if you are a uh, RP uh, person, uh, you're getting some new emotes. Uh, so you, you know, if you're if you're not, uh, by the way, if you're into RP and you uh, are on Hyperion, Lunavox has a uh, role-playing uh, guild FC on that server. So go look her up and get going there. Uh, as for us, we're going to talk Deep Dungeon and how excited we are for that because, hot damn, <laughs> I need I need to break up the monotony and there's a little bit of monotony of like, alright, let's, I mean, I mean, I love running trials, I love running dungeons with friends, I love getting on Discord and shooting the shit with everybody in the FC, but I think Deep Dungeon is one of those things that we, it's like, alright, like, think we could die, <laughs> we could all wipe, we've done this in Aquapolis where we've died recently. We do that in Dungeons and Trials still, too. Like, yeah. When you jump in and you pull everything in the entire zone when no one's ready. But I can't turn into a succubus in the dungeon. I can turn a succubus into the deep dungeon, but not the regular dungeons. Not yet, anyway. You never know. They may throw that in. Let's see how the deep dungeons do first. So, I think I'm going to start off with this. Is there any. Any time in any MMO you've played where you've experienced a randomly generated dungeon <laughs> that had changing floors, changing bosses, changing mobs, and random status effects on the floor. Do dreams count, or are these actually published MMOs? Because <laughs> no, and either in this case. No, right? So, um, so uh, uh, me either. <laughs> I haven't had a uh, I had I haven't had a game. Uh, I mean, there's been, you know, like we have Binding of Isaac and like normal like indie games or roguelites that do that random randomly generated dungeon. Um, but this is an MMO. This is a bit different. Um, you can go oh, up. We had some a uh, couple different MMOs mention it or the idea of dynamic content or. Uh, procedurally generated dungeons and stuff like that, like uh, EverQuest Next and Landmark, uh, both had promises along there. And I guess we kind of got it a little bit with Landmark and they, the procedurally generated terrain, the caverns way back when. Uh, but nothing kind of to this level of let's put in different content and status effects and actually adventure through it and have a, a set end goal and all those sorts of things. Unless you count way back into like the, the mud days with the, the multi-user dungeons there. <laughs> Go mods. north. Go go north. Go north. Go west. You find a sword. Pick up sword. The sword is cursed. Damn it. 
It is dark. <laughs> it is dark. It is dark. Light torch. You light. Torch does not light. It is dampened. <laughs> Aw. This is the shittiest dungeon. And so, yet, they were always interesting because uh, at least some of them you could just go and you could play for hours because you had no idea what was coming next. Also, uh, real quick, uh, Donkatron uh, uh, said in chat uh, two things. Yeah, Wild's pre-expat uh, patches tomorrow. Not shocking. Um, it's what companies do. <laughs> it is how they do. Um, uh, I never, uh, like, anytime Warcraft's putting out a big thing, Final Fantasy drops the patch. Anytime we're, we're dropping, they're dropping a pre-expansion thing, we're dropping the deep dungeon. Honestly. Revenge of the Horde. Yeah, we're prepared. <laughs> and also, uh, Donkatron said, I have a massive deep dungeon boner. <laughs> so. <laughs> That's how Blizzard do. Blizzard doesn't like to be out, outshined. Um, I must retain all the people so I can collect their money. It's like it's like a big money beast with like 50, 50 like creatures growing out of its back, and it's like. <laughs> that's how I see Hopefully, Blizzard. we don't encounter one of those. That's how I see Blizzard now. It's just some weird money beast. Susie said that it reminded me of that kind of blobby creature with all the eyes all over it. You see it in some hunts. I think we saw it in the Aquapolis a couple times. Oh yeah. Gooey, goopy eye. I like him. It's kind of creepy. <laughs> you keep typing things in the chat, IQ. <laughs> in, in in the uh, uh, he he types funny things in our uh, our notes. <laughs> um. So yeah, three point three five is coming out. Uh, I'm excited for the deep dungeon. Uh, Shin's excited. I, the, most of the FC is uh, they don't. I, the people that are new to Final Fantasy in our FC have no idea what the hell is going on, and. I, I can't wait to show them Deep Dungeon because they'll be like, this is some damn fun content because you never know what the fuck you're going to get. Which I like, kind of like our show. You never know what you're going to tune in on Monday and be like, what the fuck am I watching? Well, what decisions in my life have led me to this? Yeah. And you'll stick around and you'll come back next week and be like, you know what? This is... I mean, honestly, if you had the choice between us and Matt, I'd probably choose us. Can we put that on um like our first like here here's a our, our first thing of shows like the one year anniversary like that's the name of the one year anniversary episode like you chose there we go <laughs> at least you didn't choose math then <laughs> that that'll never clear Twitch <laughs> dear Twitch please do not kick us off I swear we were talking about video games I promise you we are and not math. I have nothing to say to this. Yeah, she's a little band me, don't worry. Um So what do you expect to see? I know we expect to see Ida, supposedly. Um, do you but we don't know what's dropping because they didn't really give us any patch notes, unless the patch notes drop when the patch goes live. But I I haven't when I checked back even to the three point three notes, I still didn't see a lot on the deep dungeon, so we know we get the lighty weapon, and we know that you travel through it, and you fight. Well, we got a little bit of the lore in the preview that they released earlier. Uh, back in the beginning of June, they had a little bit of a, a preview of the Deep Dungeon. Deep Dungeon previews? It was the Deep Dungeon preview, yeah. Palace of the Dead preview, at least. 
that's right. It is called Pals. So the, uh, the, the little blurb that they had here is in the subterranean city of Gamora, deep within a forgotten corner of Isomhar. You can yell at me if I'm butchering these Final Fantasy places because I have no idea. Uh, Stout-hearted explorers have uncovered the entrance to a labyrinthine dungeon. Those who set foot inside its maddening halls find their vigor drained by an irresistible fog of innervation, and repeated excursions have failed to map its seemingly inconstant architecture. After hearing chilling accounts of spectral denizens, locals took to whispering of a palace of the dead, and the wood whalers now seek to now seek the assistance of adventurers in laying bare its haunted secrets. I need to learn to speak better now. <laughs> Do you, I know where this is. Like, I know where the entrance of the place is. Like, it's in our game now. It's been in our game since Around Reborn. Remember outside of, I believe it's Hawthorne Hut, and there's that guy that they're facing, like, the cavern down, and there's that broken, like, rope ladder, and they're like, I don't want to go down there. I, the, I, like, everybody, they were like, everybody ran out, and the guys that were left said they saw the dead down there. <laughs> that is the deep, that is the Palace of the Dead. And of course, uh, it, it makes sense. It fits in, because that's where the dungeon for Eat is. So, I want to go there. Fight monster. Okay, so, some things we do know about. Um, we can turn into a succubus, or a, was it a manticore? Yep, I think a manticore was the other one. Fantastic. Um, we don't know if there's going to be any more. I do believe Yoshi said at E3 that there wasn't. I believe that the only two were the succubus and manticore, but he could have been lying. I think I think it was for the original. Um, so we, we get... So just for the, just for the original the the first launch because it was difficult to try to balance all the different abilities of these creatures and see how it was kind of received they were just going to start off with the the first two monsters I guess uh, and then go from there and see if it's popular maybe they'll add a few more in maybe they'll add some more as they expand the dungeon just gives them a little bit more flexibility to kind of introduce stuff slowly as well. We get uh, we get the introduction to our light weapons. Uh, also, the map change everything changes. Like even the UI changes when you go down. Other than like I think your casting bar, your map changes. Um, think think Legend of Zelda like maps like old El like <laughs> Legend of Zelda where it's like you uh, or or um, even for a current example if you never played Legend of Zelda if that's too old of a game for you to play. Um, think of uh, Binding of Isaac where uh, you see the map and it's like, alright, here's a square room and then here's a square room and you can you see where you are in the items and stuff. We get sweet sprites in the UI. Oh yeah, we do. We get little sprites of our classes, which I'm so stoked for. Uh, I linked an image since we can't, uh, we don't have it up on uh, stream right now. I put one in chat for those who are here has the nice little mini-map in the corner and uh, the character info with the nice little sprite. There's an example with a Dragoon there. And if you kind of want to see what the different ones for different classes, Square just released a new fan kit that contains little avatars that are each of these little classes. It's kind of cool to see each of them. The uh, Summoner has a nice little uh, Garuda pet sitting on their shoulder or their head, depending on what you see there. I'm down. I want this in my life. Every day. Well, we have less than 24 hours to wait now, and then it will be here. I know. 
uh, servers. And then you won't hear from us again for a full week as we delve into the deep dungeon. That's true. It's gonna happen. Um, I gotta ask you though. Uh, we get two saves. We know there's gonna be a party group of us. The max group for this is what four? I think so. Yep. And then solo play is solo, which is going to be the the hardest version of this. How far do you think I'm going to get as a dark knight? <laughs> I don't think very far. That's tricky because you do have the survivability as the dark knight, but at the same time, I don't know. It's kind of interesting, That's... especially coming from the first level because dark knights in general start from thirty, right? You've never really had to do solo adventures from one. I'd probably swing like a potato. Not like a Lollafell potato, like a regular potato. Although, uh, but see... Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, maybe if like I was like a Lollafell, and I was like... Eh. <laughs> yeah, and as Donkatron kind of pointed out in chat there, there's no real reason for you to stick with your Dark Knight, though. Like It's a perfect time to go out and try other classes and see what else is out there. Do I have to be 17? The thing is, the barrier for entry was 17. Does, is that 17 on any class that I can enter with one of the other classes? Or is that 17 in general? So I think it just says you have to be 17 to unlock the quest. So once the quest is unlocked, I don't see any barrier past that. If you have to be 17 on all the classes to get in there, that might be a little bit more eh. I might but that seems like a weird restriction. It does seem like a weird restriction, but I, I might roll in there with a monk. I might roll in there with pugilists and... I'm gonna go punch things. Yeah, I may I roll in there and go and go fist of fury and then deep dungeon. I'm gonna fist the. I said it. It's out there. Too late. Welcome to the internet. Enjoy. Don't I'm pretty sure that needs to be like the slogan for this whole podcast. <laughs> it's out there. It's out there. It's out there. Just so. I one of the things I'm really looking forward to is getting a group of people and going right into the deep dungeon and finding some trusts. I really want to find treasure and see what's in there and just kind of explore. So, still think there's going to be mimics. There are. They have said that some... Well, I don't know about mimics, but they've said that chests will explode and there's nothing better than going through a dungeon and watching your friend open up a chest only for it to explode in their face and they die. Yeah. And I agree with Donk. Like, I, I want to run this with everyone in the FC. Two groups kind of stinks. It does kind of stink. I kind of want... I, I wish they would expand this to a... And and this... To be fair, this is kind of like... We're testing this out. <laughs> we yeah. don't know how this is going to go. Um, Like we said earlier, like, there's no... We've never played an MMO that allowed for RNG... random gener Randomly generated dungeons. So I, I guess maybe this is the groundworks for an expansion where it's like, listen, we took the deep dungeon, four players was the max. Now we have like a deep dungeon that's like that's eight players or twelve or like that'd be cool if you could do a twenty-four man like crazy like randomly generated like raid. I'd be interested to see like where else could you go with this? Like if you took even multiple groups of four and had each group having to do different point or different parts of things uh, so that like one group might have to complete the puzzle in this room in order for the next group to progress and just kind of piggyback back and forth don't tell me that that sounds too much fun i want puzzles can we get puzzles in this thing can we get like this thing like here? our free company house uh yeah that's our, not a cult
Our free company house is called Puzzles. You have to figure out why. Although, I'm pretty sure they don't know. I don't think anybody in the damn free company knows why either. It's fine. Well, I, I, I do want to talk about... Um, we know that 200 floors is going to be the max. And we know that... Um, if you really want to challenge and you really want to show off, it's doing it solo. Now, um, should we announce that now? I think we can announce it now, right? I feel like we can announce it now. Or should I wait? I can uh, wait. I don't know. Do they want to wait? <sighs> I could wait. I mean, I'm good either way. It doesn't affect me. Might as well go because. All right. Why not? Why not? All right. So anyone, uh, and we'll tweet we'll tweet this out as well, and and anybody on YouTube uh, watching this later, will get to hear it. Um, so we are going to have a contest involving the deep dungeon. What this contest entails is that the first person to reach the last floor of the dungeon, or as for or or the furthest you can possibly get by 11:59 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, so I'm giving you till West Coast uh, midnight. Uh, you have to tweet, uh, uh, well, email. I'm gonna say email us at uh, info at. I got it. So it's info at maelstromradio.com. Email us at info.maelstromradio.com uh, the screenshot of the floor you're on. Um, we'll see the time uh, in the corner. Um, but the first person to show us that they got to the, the end or the furthest they got by that time. So if it's coming to the deadline and you don't think you're going to make it to the end, you may be the person who wins if you're the furthest person ahead. So take the screenshot anyway. And you will get your choice of minion off the Mog Station. Not a bad contest, if I don't say so myself. Not at all. You get to do the uh, Deep Dungeon as far as you can, and uh, possibly win some stuff. Yeah. I, I Listen, I can't do it. I mean, I will, but I can't. I'm going to take part of it anyway, because if I beat you, then I'm just going to be funny. You may still want a minion. <laughs> I'm going to laugh at it. Uh, no. A little, I will laugh at you a little. I will make fun of you. I will poke funny, and then you'll come and beat me up because I'm frail and tiny. So yeah, uh, Flaz and I, and uh, it sounds like a bunch of our FC are going to be doing the deep dungeon the next week as well. So uh, we'll try to keep posting our progress and see how far each of us can get solo and uh, possibly in our groups. Yep. And uh, we'll. Uh, on the next stream, hopefully, or sometime shortly after, we'll uh, announce the winners for that competition. Yeah. Um, so, uh, first person to get it, you get a minion. And, uh, I even... I'm going to go look at the cool minions in the Mog Station. I type Smog Station in, and that takes you to a totally different place. Oh, it looks like it's under maintenance at the moment. Is it? It's down? It's down. Jerk. It was up earlier. I know there's an Nanamo. So if you're, uh, if you're, there's a Nanamo minion in there, there is a, 
Um, there's a panda. There's a panda. There's a, a blue jay, right? Or something. There's a bird. Is that there's a bird? Uh, there's a bunch. There's a bunch of sweets. I want one of the damn things. That'd be one. Um, so it's a pretty. It's easy. You play the game. Like how hard is that? I'm not. We're not asking you any art or use your create. Although we appreciate if you want to send us fan art, by all means. <laughs> uh, so. No, but in all, in all seriousness, as as contests go, I think this is pretty fair. It's pretty easy. You play the content you're playing anyway. The worst thing you have to do is just hit a screenshot and send us an email. That's really all you gotta do. Um, so it's pretty easy. Holy shit, Donkatron and Shat, holy shit, my boo. Yeah, bro, you can... You you got it, man. You can get in there. All you do is got to do solo, solo the deep dungeon. Try to go as far as you can. You could be, it could be you. You could be running around with a uh, nanomo. She sits on your shoulder if you beckon her, bro. I'm waiting for. Hey, this. don't get him too excited here. <laughs> he'd run around, dude. He quest with her on his shoulder all day. He'd be like, "Look at this." <laughs> Wouldn't even care. Um. So I think, you know, may the, may the best uh, person win. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. He He's, uh... Robon's gonna have a word with you after this. He didn't... Donk will, will, will fucking backstab him with the swiftness. He'll be like, Chah! I'll take the other arm. He'll be like, get at me. I don't know, he's challenging that Ifrit. Right. So, um, we we while we were on uh on the lovely and and fantastic Mugaran Radio, I had a thought. I asked a question, and that question being, what if you had the chance to ask a question? Because we we are going to be able to ask questions at FanFest. It's one of the things when you do a gaming convention. They set up a mic or two, people get in line, and you wait patiently. You may get a chance to go walk up to the mic and ask a question of the devs. And my question to the the uh, host of Move Around and Luna, if you had one chance to ask a question, what would you ask for? I'll go let you listen to that show so you can hear what they responded with. But um, it also spurred because we are roughly we're at two months away from from FanFest, and I and I and I constantly think about things that. I, I do want to step up to the plate and ask questions, and and sometimes you only get one. You try to you try to sneak in two, but I don't want to be that asshole. <laughs> Where it's like I've got two questions, um, but they're both kind of related to each other. Um, so I have some thoughts, and I would like to see if my co-host thinks I'm crazy. <laughs> so the answer is going to be yes. <laughs> But I still want to get his opinion on some of this. So, because he he, uh, it's as much as uh, in some some background on this. Uh, if you didn't know, uh, Shin's my right hand man, <laughs> and he puts up with my most of my bullshit, <laughs> most of it. <laughs> so, um, so as, as an FC person, like I like, and I've said before when we started the show that I did come from a, a heavy WoW background, and one of the things in Warcraft, I think. And as much as I do not, like, I'm not in love with that game anymore, I still, I will give Warcraft merits where, where credit's due. Um, one of the things it did really well was incentivize FCs. 
and being in an FC or, or in that case guild um, and I know a lot of people are like well you know we have the ranks and we have the airships and that those are incentives alone to get people to join um, but some people I think join just to bolster numbers like hey we have the most people so you're always going to find someone to run with um, and I think you said it best the other day we may not have the numbers but we have quality people and that's that leader guy yeah something like that which which I, I like because that says that one I rec we're recruiting well and two I think the people we have knowing their backgrounds and rating and everything like that I would like to see certain achievements in the dungeons certain achievements in the hard modes of dungeons like Hey, you know, if you beat this boss under a certain time limit, or beat the dungeon in us under a certain time limit, I know there's speed. Like, like for example, we know there's people that speed run these dungeons, right? They go in and they try to get it done as quickly as possible. Let's say if they give out achievement for beating it under a certain time limit, you get and you do that with three like three hard dungeons, and you get a, an achievement like you know, fat fastest time or well, you know, the lapper or something. <laughs> get a title. It'd be cool, man. I'm down. It has to be like and incentivize doing it with your FC. Like it's it's a group. Like hey, do it with your FC. Your FC like there's an FC achievement because I love that's one thing I liked. Guilds had their own achievements, and you can actually like, anybody can guild can see like man, look what we're doing. Like we're fucking kind of kicking ass. And I, don't, I like that. That's like and it's not something I need to show off to other people. It's more of like I'm proud of you guys and look at all the look at all the fake um you know internet points. <laughs> that we've acquired as a group. But I like yeah. that. Yeah, EverQuest 2 did the same sort of thing. Like they, uh, That's one thing that I really, really liked from that game and wished uh, Final Fantasy did a lot better was just guild management, free company management. There's a lot of tools that they have around that, but the, the guild, uh, the achievements, and the different things that you can get, like I, I know that there's different items you can craft after defeating bosses in Final Fantasy. Seeing more of those is kind of impressive as well. Just kind of like, hey, you guys did that and you accomplished that as a, a group. Especially if, if I know it kind of, I don't know how hard this would be. It probably is more difficult, but link the item itself to the free company so that it can only be placed by that free company within like a, a free company house or something. That'd be kind of dope. So you can see, like, hey, yeah, we did this. It was our group that managed to push through this content, or we accomplished this feat, or we did this achievement, or something out there. Yeah, like custom a, titles, like a special housing item only if you did it as an FC group that you place in your front lawn, so people have to walk exactly. by. Like, look at look at this big digital dick, <laughs> dick statue that we got and put out on our front lawn. I like that. Is it is it white? Yes. <laughs> Looks like a chocobo. Um. Yeah, dude, I'm down. Like, I would love that. Like, I don't even care if it's a housing item. Like, it's a big old trophy. <laughs> yeah, lawn gnomes for FC <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, EverQuest 2 did trophy heads, so you could see every time you killed a raid boss, you got this head that you could craft, and you'd put it up and show up. Like, we had a room of heads. Kind of creepy when you think about it, but... Yeah, well, when you save a room of head, you know... People start to think, like, what are you guys doing in there? Puzzles? What? Not a cult? What in the hell? Um, I think it was. <laughs> it can't be any worse than our neighbor across the street. <laughs> he has a damn. He, I mean, he fit everything you could possibly fit on a small lot of plants. 
You can't even get through his front yeah. door. But we have to jump over the uh, edge. Yeah, you have to jump over the edge, and then you'll land in a fountain. He's got four fountains in his front lawn, and then he's got like a, a chocobo seedless on the way back, and it's being blocked by everything else. Like, I if I I want Aorcia to have a uh, a um, what's it called a um. My dad does this for a living, and I sucks that I can't remember the name of it. Uh, code enforcement officer that rolls around, <laughs> be like, like writes fines and tells him, like, listen, you gotta get this shit out of here. You're lowering pop property values. Um, so yeah, like I think uh, so. That's one thing I'd like to see is um, better FC management. Uh, I know that they're gonna increase the ranks and everything like that. And that's fun. I get that. That's awesome. Um, but I want to see more fun stuff for FCs to do. Like, I know a lot of people are like, we want group content, we want it to be harder, and I'm like, that's You know, I want to be able to fucking, like, be like, hey, listen, like, look, look what me and my FC did, we fucking did this thing. Like, we ran this shit and we got this badass mount you can only get as an FC from running it like this, and like... Like, fuck, I want that. Or glamours. Fucking, yeah, let's throw some armor at us and be like, look at this. And, like, you can only do it. And you're like, fuck, now I gotta join a kid. Yeah, you gotta join an FC. Get in there, meet some people, make a friend. It was always awesome coming back uh, or logging into EQ2 and completing something. And suddenly you get all the spam and uh, or the guild history. It's like so and so uh, completed this epic clash with some other thing and got this achievement or. It's yeah. just it made you feel accomplished afterwards. It, it did. There was something that I really enjoyed about UQ2 when you did something, or like when I unlocked the ability to speak dragon, and I was like, "Dude, that was an epic!" Like that took like I sat down for six hours that day and unlocked dragon like dragon speak. I was like, "This is the most epic!" Like it, it, and and it was long. It is. It is a long <laughs> quest line. Um, I was like, "This is the best thing I've ever learned." <laughs> Because it was like, it, you put in work and it, and you got something for it. And it was something that you could show off and be like, yeah, bro, I learned how to speak dragon today. What the fuck did you do? Nothing? Jerk. I remember when they first introduced uh, mythical weapons and every class, is your class weapon, essentially, your class epic weapon. And you'd go through everything and you'd finally unlock this awesome weapon that you could get. And you would take this weapon and then you could go and complete a series of raids afterwards and you have to go through all three tiers of rating uh, and finally get to like the, the high end tier of rating at that point. And if you killed the boss at that point and you'd get the final item for this weapon, you'd go turn in the quest and it would send a message to the entire server saying, congratulations, so-and-so on getting this weapon. Like, not only you and your whole group, it was the entire server that got notified that you just acquired this weapon. It made you feel like a badass, didn't it? It made you feel awesome, especially if you actually accomplished it on your own. Like, you didn't go out and pay for it like um, some of us might have. But damn it, we cleared it a few weeks afterwards, so that's a different story. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, so, I mean, so, alright, well, I'll run with that, too. I mean, do you think that our, our weapon system, the, the, uh, the animal weapon system, do you think it is the amount of work? Do you think the the effort is there like the weapons look cool the the, the glowing weapon looks cool um the, i mean of course the weapon is strong but we do have different avenues and different weapons we can get with those numbers like we could say just say fuck it and just go run uh nidhogg stream and get that weapon and we'll be right we'll be right in the mix 
Um, do you think um, that our weapon should be something that starts at the very beginning of the uh, expansion, like something we work towards throughout the expansion, we get it, it can become stronger, it's just, I mean, do you want it to, s t it to be the strongest weapon in game? Because I, I know a lot, like Square's biggest thing is that no, the, uh, the raiding weapon will always be the strongest, or do you think it should be an equivalent to that weapon? I think it's kind of weird. Like, I like the idea that that where they're going with this, where you have this weapon and you kind of evolve it and change it, as, and it grows with you as the they keep releasing content for it. But at the other side of it too, it's like, in order to get this weapon, I have to start it three months ago because if you start it late into the game, like, I think I started my animal weapon on the when the last quest was it, so I was like a good six months behind on my first version and. I'm already a few months behind on my second one now, and it's just there's so much to catch up to that it, it makes it almost infeasible, or it's a very, very long, boring grind for a lot of people that they have to do this. It's true. Um, I mean, granted, we, I mean, I, I could probably buy a few more bones. I could be probably be like halfway there, um, if I go and spend all my like my beast drive coins and tokens and. On stuff and use my esoterics that I got to buy everything else. I, sh I would probably be about half the items I need, and then I would just have to go get the other half. <laughs> and I'd be there. I'd be in the mix. But and I, I think that it's good to have these sorts of weapons, and I like the challenge of like the time investment that it takes. I think is very reasonable. The downside is I really don't like how they've implemented it with a grind for this game. Yeah, I mean they do ease it eventually. Like they do move it and be like, oh, here's a little bit easier. Go ahead and catch up to everyone else. Um, do you think we'll see an an, e, uh, an ease uh, on the what's needed, like the the uh, unidentified items? Because um, really, I mean, we have the crafters. We, it's not like we don't have someone to help us with the crafting at the end of the day, um, as we're lovingly crafting ourselves. Um, so really, it's the unidentified items right now because we'd have to grind out the esoterics and the the beast tribes for those. And I'm pretty sure if we can go online and there's going to be somebody in chat or somebody out there has probably broken it down the fastest absolute way we can do this within so many days. Yeah, and there's definitely people that have already done, like, what's the fastest way that I can get all of this done? But it still comes down to, in order for me to complete this weapon, which, as far as I know, is really the best-in-slot weapon. Uh, and it kind of alternates back and forth through different patches, but... The, the end result of this is that we have a best-in-slot or near-best-in-slot weapon that really you just obtained because you grinded over and over and over again. Like There was nothing awesome, amazing, epic that you had to actually accomplish for this. You just had to sit there and grind through it. Well, I mean, we do know that the, the light weapon will, will be an equivalent, maybe just slightly under what is the max right now for the anima. Um, but we have to level that up, and we know that it's not going to be within this first patch of the deep dungeon. Um, is that do you see that as an alternative route to a different weapon that could be a catch up? I mean, we know, like I said, we we know that Nidhogg's weapon is a an upgrade regardless uh, right now. So, I, I mean, I'm I I don't mind grinds. I don't mind it if it's done well and it's not pain in the ass but i also enjoy um like you said that big fanfare like i feel like it should be something that 
you work towards, but you should feel like a badass at the end of it. Like, like in, I, I want to feel accomplished. Yeah. I, I say, yes, I, I made this, or I did this. Yeah, and it, and it should be that way. Um, and, I, I mean, and, and like, I mean, it should be a big thing. It really should be a big-time thing. So I think as much as they they do they do great that there's this weapon that you can do it's this like relic and it's got a story behind it like i think they're doing like cool changes like it's got a voice and it's got a heart this time so i'm interested to see where that goes um but i think going forward i would like to see something that's a little more in depth a little more that is hearts like makes you feel more about like i care about what my character's doing i care about this weapon like i think it's gonna be a badass thing i'm gonna feel accomplished by the end of it like like give us give us bite that's what i want like you gotta give us like not to say that this isn't but it like grinding out the the unidentified idle bottoms doesn't make me feel like i'm doing anything worthwhile um when i can be like i'm just gonna run it all extreme <laughs> Yeah, like they do really, really great with the storyline. Like, there's the whole background to this weapon, and this weapon has a voice, and you can choose the the gender, and all these different things about this weapon, and you're like, all this into the backstory for it. And then here, sit for a few months and go and grind quests or dungeons or something to get all these little items, and then we get to continue the story. It's gating it, but almost in the worst possible way oh, of. Yeah sit here and grind things forever and ever and ever i would like to see them maybe i mean i get it because they don't want they don't want like put it in behind raids because nobody's gonna like what do you have to let people be able to get it and they can't run raids and you're gonna have that one person that's on the forum be like i have to run a raid to get this done and i don't think it's fair because i don't have time <laughs> to run raids and i, I kind of like that idea from eq2 and that they had a regular version that anyone could get and then they had a raid version that was really only for the people that needed that top tier raid stuff. I, and I know there'll be people, players that complain like, oh, I don't have the stuff that raiders have, but that's already the case. There's lots of gear that raiders only have access to. That's true. So it'd be kind of neat to see that where you have, and it's harder to do with the, the animal weapon quest line because the weapon evolves throughout everything. But if there was a way to kind of have this awesome weapon and then upgrade it to a raid ready tier almost. Yeah, I mean, some people say the end game of this game is glamour. <laughs> um, it's true. And uh, make the raid one glow, right? And uh, I, if you're gonna do that, uh, even WoW is guilty of this now. Is that is that shit? Like, I'm just gonna copy and paste the gear. Like, like each tier gets just a copy and paste and a color swap, and maybe the top tier, like the mythic rating gets a little bit of a glow or their their shoulders are different like look the shoulders have a thing that pop out like, Ooh. like oh okay cool um no man make it make like like i said the fc the even if you put it on a solo challenge like make it so that if you queue with a static you have a static group and uh, you run something and you do it under a certain specific set of guidelines or you push savage and you're within the first 100 groups to clear it um, you get something special or a special item, be like, fuck. Like, the, like, give it something to be like, man, I really fucking want this. I want us to do this and get it done. And then make it so that the challenge is great. Um, make it so that, um, and I know there's going to be, like, a lot of people say normal mode is story mode. And, like, and I it didn't feel great about when, when WoW had an LFR, like, looking for raid, which was essentially story mode. But it was also a, a way, it was used... <laughs> 
not for story, oddly enough. It was used to as a as an extra tier to gear people up for a normal raid, and that was pointless because it was just a clusterfuck. <laughs> so um, I don't know. I don't, as I don't, lots of raids are. Yeah. So I don't want. I mean, I know they said they kind of like where normals and everything are, but if you do make the 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 content random RNG, then it's gonna no matter what group, right? Normal or savage, it's gonna be tough. So tune your shit. I mean, but. I, like, don't complain. Like, that's gonna be the first thing I say. Don't complain. Be patient and push yourself. Like, I guess uh, in the last seven minutes, we'll do uh, our 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 newest bit named by Dongatron, who is in chat. Uh, just a tip with Flatus. Um, my tip, I guess, this week is, and it's something that um, Paul brought up on his show, and I I'll use it for two for two things. Um, one was. Um, they were talking about the community of XIV um, about being toxic. Now, I have not experienced this um, in general. Uh, I've met more good people in this community, like generally nice people willing to help, they're patient, um, than I have met assholes. Lately, though, it seems... Even our new FC people, I've met a lot of jerks, and I don't know why. I don't know if it's an influx of people from another MMO, um, and I'm and, and and I'll I'll say its name, <laughs> Warcraft, um, and I don't know if it's and and it's not. And if you're a WoW player and listening to this, don't don't get me wrong. I played WoW for years. Like I know there's great people that play World of Warcraft, just like any MMO. Um, but I, I I understand there's an anonymity anonymity thing in on the internet where people it's like anonymity see anonymity um like you're like I get it like I am invincible behind this keyboard you can't get me um but don't be a dick like we this this game has a reputation for being a uh, a great community very helpful community uh, very um like like I'm excited, like legitimately excited to go to FanFest because I'm meeting tons of people that are nice and, and awesome people to talk to. And <laughs> no, wow, it's just really full of assholes now, but nobody talks. <laughs> well, there you go. Um So, like, don't be that person. And if you are that person, take a step back, reevaluate, and just go in blind to this game and see how the community treats one another because I'll tell you this this community won't stand for it like they really won't they'll they'll you'll get pushed away real quick um you could be if you're a dick people won't invite you you won't get joined to FCs they'll kick you out um and it's just it's just the the way this thing goes man like I, like I said we we surround ourselves with quality people and and I I see that like we run we love running Aquapolis um, like, I don't think anybody in the guild, nobody in the FC's ever, like, raised, like, gotten into a fight with each other. We, we talk shit to each other, that's fine. We make fun of each other, that's fine. Um, like, we, we, when we go into, uh, random, we run, we run, uh, when we, fuck, I can't, words, say them. When we run randoms, we always say hi, uh, people say hi back, um, I don't think, um, I'll forget. I usually forget to turn on um, one of my buffs. <laughs> so somebody in chat is like, "Hey, Dark Knight, do this." I was like, "Oh shit, yeah." 
Like no one's an asshole about it. And if you are, if you're that person, don't be that person. So my tip is not a game tip. It's more of a be a Flat nice fellowship. Yeah, just be a nice fucking person. Just be, just be a nice person and um, be patient. If you're running Nidhogg, and and I know that's been a few weeks, and most people, um, most people cannot. Uh, in Nidhogg, if you're running Nidhogg, and I know a lot of groups are still having issues and stuff, just be patient. I know a lot of people are gonna get frustrated still, but let them know. Hey, let, you know, let them know. Like, hey, here's a tip. Here's a couple tips, and this is how we're gonna do it. Like, I mean, I can tell you how to do that fight. If you're if you're an off tank, stay by the tail so the healers group up behind the tail. The healers will have an easier time healing the group. That's gonna be my first tip for you. Let the tank t face it away. Stay behind the tail. Uh, when you got the three mobs up, the one in the middle not gonna be fucking aggro. He's <laughs> just gonna run around and stomp on people. You have a black mage, you have a limit breakup, try to get them to stack. If you guys can get three of those damn things to stack up on each other, you might have an easier time killing this fucking thing. So, and then you'll run into Nidhogg, you'll you'll rinse and repeat, you'll have to stack up on each other, but you'll know when. You'll see arrows pointing. Be easy time. Just be patient. This is a little good community. Um, and one more time. Uh, we have a deep dungeon contest. Uh, it's pretty simple. All you do is play deep dungeon, and this is solo, so you get one slot. So you get two slots, but this is gonna be one you're gonna take up for at least for us for now. Um, if you're planning on running it solo, this is the easiest contest to enter. <laughs> All you have to do is play the game, and you have until 11:59 um, p.m. ES. Uh, I'm sorry, 11:59 uh, p.m. Uh, West Coast, the Pacific Standard Time, uh, you have until midnight that time, to send us a screenshot to info at maelstromradio.com. That is our email address. That is info dot, nope, sorry, info at maelstromradio.com. Um, send us a screenshot um, on the floor. If you get to the last floor, just take a screenshot. If it's coming up on the end, and we will tweet out, trust me, we will tweet out when things are ending and all that. Um, just take a screenshot that's all you gotta do as far as you get just take a screenshot you may win <laughs> if you only got the floor 15 and no one's been able to else to get to floor 15 you win and the first person to that gets the furthest we will uh, announce on that Monday so you have now until Sunday night to get it done it seems pretty fair that's enough time I think to try to get as far as you can uh, so I say just for our not necessarily Pacific Coast uh, viewers, uh, that'll be Sunday, July 24th at 11.59 Pacific, which is also Monday, July 25th at 2.59 a.m. Eastern, or Monday, July 25th at 6.59 a.m. Uh, UTC. There you go. <clears throat> so that covers the gamut and time zone. <laughs> if you guys, those are always problems. Yeah, that is. Uh, so we will tweet out, uh, we will tweet the contest out as well. Um, it is coming up on the end of our show. We are excited about Deep Dungeon. We're excited about FanFest. We're excited about this community, and we were excited about uh, going on Moogle Round. So I have some shoutouts. Thank you to Moogle Round Radio for having us on. Thank you to Paul and Chili. You guys are fun. Uh, we learned about uh, Nando's Chicken. <laughs> so if you want to hear about that and uh, getting a cheeky Nando's, I would suggest listening to Moogle Round. Um, it was uh, a fun talk with you guys, and also uh, Miss Luna Vox, um, fun talking to you as well. Um, shout out to my co-host uh, Shin, 
for putting up with me on this show every week. And thank you to all that join us live. And thank you to all that join us on YouTube and any other sites. Um, we are still growing and we are still building everything up. Um, it seems that my weeks have been really strange and busy as of late. But after this week, <laughs> they will all go back to normal. And uh, so we'll be able to move things. I will be in my normal spot and we will get things moving uh, both on our website. Um, do we have the, on our website, do we keep a blog post up of uh, our YouTube videos so people can go there and watch them? We will start doing that, don't worry. <laughs> um, and uh, anything we link, uh, we will try to throw the links up on our website as well. So if you hear it in the show and you want to know what the hell we are talking about, we will do, we'll, it's going to be a thing. Like I said, give us 10 episodes. We will get it all worked out. And uh, we will also make sure that our third co-host, um, barring work, because uh, we don't want him to get fired, but if he can be here, we'll make sure all his equipment's working because he's having technical issues as well. So um, thank you uh, for me. Shin, you got any shout outs or anything you want to say? Uh, shout out to my other co-host, Vladis here, who's uh, been putting up with all of this technical issues and all of our different things and trying to organize everything in the back end. And a uh, special shout out to Greg, uh, his dog, who's been shoved off to the other spot and waiting for us to patiently finish. Yeah, he's been good. Uh, thank you all. Thank you, uh, chat. Thank you to the FC. And we will see you all next week for more Maelstrom Radio. Bye.